0: And so you have to be careful. If if you don't humble yourself, and you gotta protect yourself, you have to protect the Lord, you gotta protect the kingdom of God, you gotta protect your gifting, your calling. If you're married, you have to protect yourself. Always say this: women, you are called by God to protect your husband sexually. Amen. And man, you are called by God to protect your wife emotionally. And if you don't, you open them up for temptation. It's as simple as that. (laughs) We're going to have to give, (laughs) we had to put Tanya in her own room. The soundproof. I'm sorry. I'm just messing with you, Latoya. You need me to explain it again, or it just blew your mind? Yeah, because I'm confused by Okay, watch this. I hope you understand. Me, this is where we close because I see Latanya about to pull me in deep <laughs> men and women are different we got, this is where I close ain't no more scriptures ain't no more examples after this <laughs> I'm ready to go that sounds strange cause I'm, okay. men and women are different when God created Adam not physically but emotionally and soulish he was male and female now, don't be thinking about no stupid perversion stuff like these people out here trying to do, like men having babies and, pr- you know what I'm saying? Satan always going to pervert something. But why he, God is neither male nor female. He's a spirit. God, Why do you think in the scripture God calls himself the mighty-breasted one? Because he's neither male or female. So when he created Adam, he had a male body, but his attributes were male and female. So when he took Eve out of Adam... She is the part that Adam had before she was created Y'all got that Okay, so men tend to be more visionaries even though a woman can be a visionary But well, men tend to always be looking in the future and we're simple-minded Well, I, I don't mean it in a negative way just you know, I mean watch this see Just men are very very simple. Okay, this was me wasting my coffee on my clothes in the morning Oh, well, I'm going to just wipe it off, boom, 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 okay. And, and this is me now in the car, and even though there's a traffic backup, that's a traffic backup. That has nothing to do with the coffee being wasted in the morning. And then when I get to work, I didn't have that much of a good day, you know, but that has nothing to do with the coffee and the traffic. That means that they were just getting on my nerves. And then at lunchtime, I decided to call my wife. She got on my nerves, and we got an argument. And so that has nothing to do with that. And so when he gets home at 8 o'clock, he gets to touching his wife. Let's spend some time together. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> because in his mind, that, those things, that ain't got nothing simple-minded. That's what we I mean by simple-minded. It's just simple. That was that. This is this. Let's back this up for a second. <laughs> the woman wastes coffee on herself. She's going to change clothes. And none of that. Nope. Just nope. That was a sign for her. I was put shouldn't put this dress on in the first place. It might be a sign that I should stop drinking coffee. It's just more detailed, You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I'm just, I'm just, I'm just keeping it real, y'all. Okay. And 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 so, where, whereas the man, you see these squares in the floor? That's what men do. They they compartmentalize things. So this was the coffee, and this is the traffic but not with the woman. With the woman, it's spaghetti. It's one long string, scratched all together, and so, you know, she's stuck in traffic, and she gotta call her girlfriend and tell her the story about the coffee. (laughs) Girl, you're not gonna believe what happened to me this morning. Was Dracula at your front door? No, girl, I wasted coffee. And I we was talking about coffee the other day. And this ain't got, you know, and this is a sign that I need to leave coffee alone because we've been trying to do this keto diet. And 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 I didn't like that dress, no way. And and matter of fact, I should get it, take it to dry cleaners, and take the dress back, see if I can get my money back. Oh right. Whereas the brother is in the same car and he's thinking about the end of the day. I can't wait till I get to my job so I can get back home and watch television. Visionaries. Okay, so that's the difference in the emotion of a man and the emotion of a woman. Men tend to think in big. That's why a woman can be telling something to a man. I have to tell my wife, Lorana, what's the bottom line? <laughs> She'd be going around. Lorana, how much does it cost? <laughs> okay, it costs $500. Fine, go ahead and buy the thing. That's how men think. But women can, you go in a conversation with men, I'm still answering your question. You go in a room with a bunch of men, and it's generally one guy talking and the others laughing, slapping hands, talking about stuff. It's generally one guy talking. You go into a room with women, and they're all talking at the same time about several different subjects, while they're doing their nails and, and sending out texts. And I've walked into situations. I'm just like... Because <laughs> that's the difference between a man and a woman. So men think different. God created men moved by what they see and infatuated with sexual intimacy, Period. I don't like that. Doesn't matter what you don't like. That's what God created them to be and to like. I'm going to just look at this clock because I said I was going to end it. And I know this is going to make some of y'all squirmish. I know it's going to make some of you uncomfortable. I know it's going to convict others. But if you don't ever hear the truth, you will never be free because you can lie to yourself all you want to and it ain't going to change because in the world when men are not getting anything, they just get a side chick and keep it forever. And I'm tired of having to counsel men who say, I just get no sexual intimacy, period. And what you've done is you're putting that good man in a position by which now the enemy is pounding him because he knows I can pound you because you were created by God to receive this. And and, and God created it so it would draw you back to your wife constantly. Right. Okay, So anyway. So again, and let me show you the difference between a man and a woman. So you can got me out here a lot of time. We're going to take another five minutes for this. Y'all going to be okay. Because the main thing that destroys people is actually relationships. Not prosperity and not you know healing. Is relationships with God and each other. So there are no scriptures in the Bible that says for a man to, in, for a woman to enjoy her husband's hairy chest. <laughs> I know it's younger kids in here, but they need to hear this. It's not, not one scripture in the Bible. But all over the Bible, it talks about a man enjoying his wife's body. Right. Now, we're not talking about th- things different change, and as you get older, sometimes your needs are different. We're not talking about a lot of We're talking about generally, particularly marriages in between 20 years of age and 40, 50. Well, 60, 70, it all depends. I mean, this, some men go to the grave getting it in. they just like, "Uh uh-uh, I'm just, (laughs) it's just, anyway. So we're not talking about how things change over a period of time. And the more healthy you are, it'll take a long time for that to change. Okay, so anyway, y'all getting a lesson no more. We didn't went from intercession and force fields to now talking about this. But when people, but, and in the future, I won't, Know, have a whole lot of questions like that, but there's sometimes I just feel a need to answer something. Okay, so all over the Bible, all over the Bible talks about a man enjoying his wife's body, let him be satisfied with her breast at all times. It says, let him be ravished with his wife's love. It means to be intoxicated like a drunk man. That's what it means. He ain't supposed to know what to do. Hey man, I'm not coming into work today. (laughs) Matter of fact, I'm taking off a whole week. I just and see, so I'm getting corner for a moment, but y'all remember that crazy movie with, uh, what is it, Sunshine? Harlem Nights. Harlem Nights. It's a very vulgar movie, so don't go home and watch it. <laughs> but Sunshine got a hold of that man, he called his wife, uh, he, and he talked to the kid, he said, uh, tell your mama I ain't never coming home again. <laughs> I'm just keeping it real, because when you go, ladies, you have to understand this, and I don't care if you're grandma, you need to be teaching your daughters this. I told my daughter a certain thing. I said, when you get married, I'm not letting you drive your husband crazy. Okay. You, but here's the sad part, you all. The devil knows what the Christians refuse to hear. So he says, okay, this is what we're gonna do: we're gonna create pornography, we're gonna create strip clubs. We're even going to create bachelor parties that's so crazy that even though you're getting ready to marry the love of your life, you're going to sleep with a woman and get a lap dance the day before you get married. And when you go to the store, they, oh we're coming to the ladies next. When you go to the store, uh, you, all you see is, let me ask you a second, what does buying a new car got to do with a woman in a bikini? What does buying tools? You see a magazine that they sell tools for you cutting down trees and working on your car. And they got a woman in a bikini standing there like this, showing her butt out like this. They got to do with anything. They know that men are so moved and created by God by what they see that we, you, you don't even know how to work on a car. And you'll buy a tool to change an engine because it was a woman in a bikini. Why do you think when they go to the auto show, they got them women standing there like that? When we go to the car race, they got women in bikinis all over the place because they know that's the how you get a man's attention is by the way that you look. That's why my wife dresses for me and nobody else. Now, I didn't say that women are not moved by what they see because they have caught up greatly with us, brother. They just wild it out. So I'm helping you understand that God made the man that way. You see, the Bible says that a great king can be brought to a piece of bread over a woman. Okay? If it wasn't for women, there'd probably be no drug dealers. If it wasn't women, we'd be wearing anything. We wouldn't put no lotion on our legs. We wouldn't cut our hair. We all have scraggly beards. You know, I'm just picking it real. but We would just throw on anything. I mean, I put on a shirt this morning. I, I, wasn't, I didn't want to wear this shirt so it wouldn't be wrinkled. But I, just a shirt I was going to wear this morning. My wife's like, mm-mm, I thought you threw that shirt away a long time ago. <laughs> that happened this morning. She's like, ah. I, I, I. I was like, what well, I thought it was, no, no, no. So I had to go change it to a different shirt just to wear. See if it wasn't for around. I would've wore that shirt. Some yellow shorts. I told my wife, I felt like wearing gym shoes today because my leg is sore. I know is a side note. Y'all gonna keep me up in the air all y'all gonna do. So so God, I'm, I'm keeping it real, y'all. So when you study the scripture, I mean, think about it. You can get so carried away with that if it's left in check that a man will sit up there and marry 700 wives with 300 side chicks. That's called King Solomon. So God has made the man to be infatuated with what he sees. And that's why if your man don't like something, why would you wear a hairstyle that he doesn't like and he's only supposed to look at you? You understand what I'm saying? So ladies, y'all turn this next, so you know they're getting ready to gear up. Amen! Hallelujah! Thank you, Jesus! Stop all that. Okay, so so when I say that the wife is called to protect her husband sexually, she is protecting the way that God made him. Because God made him to have sexual activity and intimacy and for it to be an experience. I remember one of the ladies at our church, I'm going to go ahead and say this, I ain't going to tell you who. So these were the men of God here, and one of the ladies here. Now this is safe if you marry. One of the ladies here got married, and um, and for the so when we do bachelor parties and bachelorette parties, it's it's ain't gonna be for the men ain't gonna be one single woman there unless she's a girl grandma serving food. When we do bachelorette parties for men, we all come together as kings. And what we do is we eat, we fellowship together, and then before it's over, we have the man sit in the middle of the room and each man gives him a charge. And ex- let me give you my piece of wisdom in order to make it a marriage, my piece of wisdom. And then we all stand around a man, and lay hands on him. Ain't no freaky deaky lap dances, no women walking around with no toplessness no. on. No, you're gonna get kicked out. You're not gonna get tired because you weren't invited in the first place. That's how you do a real bachelor party. That is beyond, you see how Satan creates something. Sir? You get ready to marry your queen and you got strippers the day before you gonna marry her. I was a heathen, they knew that was crazy. What was I talking about? <laughs> Who? I wasn't talking about no woman I'd bother yet, just. <laughs> Y'all, I gotta watch this crew right here. So, so let me finish the point with the men. So that is, that's how men are made, that's how they are created, and so the world knows that, and so they create everything based on how God made a man. And you can get mad, you can get sad, you can get depressed, and you can get disgusted, and it won't change anything, except for it will increase the man's desire in that area. Yeah. We did the funeral, and it was the first lady at the funeral. She came forward, and with her husband, no, she wasn't with her husband, I think. She was, I think her husband was talking to the side. She came to talk to my wife, oh, I just enjoyed this, this is so wonderful, you know? And so her and my wife were talking back and forth. And, and my wife mentioned she has six kids. Six kids? Girl, what you doing? What type of anointing ain't no anointing? Anointing is called the gym. <laughs> and my wife made a mistake of saying, because my husband likes to see me a particular way. She, girl, he need to understand that you have six kids. Uh, it wasn't exactly like this. My wife's reply was like, it wouldn't matter if I had 40 kids. That does not change what my husband likes to see. She went back, but girl, he need to understand your sacrifice. Understand sacrifices. Jesus made the ultimate sacrifice. Jesus' ultimate sacrifice ain't got nothing to do with what my husband like to see. And just because another man doesn't need to see that doesn't mean that he's better or I'm worse. It just means that's what I like. Everybody has a particular style. Y'all understand what I'm saying? Unfortunately, we didn't get this as kids. That's why we mess up so much. Didn't nobody teach us this stuff because they wasn't doing nothing. The preacher can't preach this. Him and his wife ain't been together for the last 40 years. Anyway, I'm just keeping it real folk. Okay? So, so they went back and forth finally, and when my wife would not break, this is what the lady said. You're right, my husband asked me to ask, uh, lose weight for a long time now, and I just, be- <laughs> So so see, so you it's simple. You simply won't do what your husband asks you to do so he can like what he sees. You can love somebody but not like them. And you can like somebody and not love them. So what's breaking a lot of marriages apart is that Christians are staying together because of love, but they really don't like each other. And love will keep you together, but likes will keep you together happily. Again, if two masters get married, you're in trouble. If two slaves get married, you're gonna have a wonderful experience because they're simply trying to do for one another. I told him yesterday, I always feel like a slave. Always. Someone got me doing all type of crazy stuff. One time I tell around, I said, you do realize I got a job, right? You do realize I'm pastoring. Y'all you do realize that. <laughs> I'm just trying to give you some understanding. Okay, and so, and so this is what is messing up Christian marriages, is that you got to put yourself in a position where, okay, and let me tell you something, ladies. Now, this is a general statement that I'm going to move over because we got to go. This is a whole separate teaching, man. Generally, for a man, now some more, some less, like one lady at the church, she said, well, my husband is every day. But typically, after about two or three days, that's what a man is thinking about, typically. Y'all know what I'm saying? Yes, they, they, they're trying to pretend like they're in kindergarten now. Huh? No, I can't compute. <laughs> but guess what, lady? How would you know that? You're not a man. And because you're not a man, you don't feel what a man feels. And you don't need what a man needs. And God created him that way. And sometimes, especially Christian men, we wish we were not that way. I have to be honest with you, because we got to fight temptation sometimes, because everything is being thrown at the Christian man in particular, everything, because these girls out here now, okay, there's the men that are out here now, they have corrupted themselves, and they have now become more like monsters. They won't even brush their teeth, comb their hair, they won't do nothing. And so now a man like us, we come into a room, and we, whereas we may not be perfect, and we still make mistakes, and we're growing, they can say, yep, they're going one of them good men right there. And I'm, am- and I'm amazed at the number of men that try to steal my wife from me. After she told them she's married and has six kids, they don't care out here. So when I say to the ladies, you have to protect your husband sexually because when that is there, then, let me tell you something about a man. When we are in public, and we, how many know? Men, we see another fine woman. Yeah, it's a nice flower, wonderful. My previous pastor, he used to talk, teach the men the holy turn. you in aisle seven, and you got a ring on your finger? Mm, she's fine. over here and, and, and look at this turkey meat that's on sale <laughs> okay? but generally for most Christian men when they see a fine woman they instantly think about their wife and the instant thought is do I like my wife not do I love her because he definitely loves her do I like my wife do I like the way she looks am I satisfied sexually or is this now a temptation and I can daydream about this girl there's another saying. I know women don't like this. There's a reason why, In the scripture, that, for some reason I spend a lot of time on the men, okay? And, and it's deep because women, are, m- men are simple. And, in the scripture, there are no women that said, I'm going to make a covenant with my eyes that I will not look upon another woman, but that's what David said. He said, I got to make a covenant with my eyes to not be out here peeping at every little thing that walk around with a short skirt. And... This is going to sound crazy. He's supposed to look at you this way. I'm amazed at how sometimes, one of my previous pastors, Andre Butler, I remember him saying this. He said, there's actually endorphins that go off when a man is pleased with what he looks at. Why would you wear a dress and he don't like that dress? You offended. It's my dress. These are my clothes. Yeah, you can change that. So that's what I mean by when you get married, you got to protect a man Sexually, because he's designed by God this way to be connected to you. And if he doesn't get that, he has no out. A uh, Christian man has no outlet. He has no outlet. He can't just go to the, he can, you know what? He can't go to the club and make it rain on some chick that know that, his breath stank and ain't thinking about him. And she flipping around on a pole. He has not have an outlet to go and get somebody on the side. And if he does, he, a good man and a Christian man, if he does that, he will instantly be convicted. There are men that are members of our church and others that they've made those mistakes and they instantly called me because they were instantly convicted because it's not something that they wanted to do. Okay, but you open the door and now you open up the door for your husband to be attacking that area. Not him. You open that door because you won't be the answer to what God put on the inside of him. And then the enemy watches that. Here we go again with the enemy goes up to the courts of heaven. Wife ain't taking care of her business. I can go so deep with this again. You'll just leave. Of, how do we protect the women? Oh, I'm getting there. I'm getting there, Mark Anthony. He all impatient there, brothers. <laughs> finish my sermon. <laughs> this side right here, boy, they be wilding out like. And let me say something. Let me say something. I can't answer everything today. I'm just giving you the way it's supposed to be. When you start getting into over a bunch of other things, then it gets over into other things. <laughs> Excuse me, See, so y'all got that about the men. Men are simple. And I'm holding this point in so I can move to the next one. Men are simple. Stupid magazines at the store. 39 ways to please your man. You should just go up there to the lighter and just burn the doggone book right there inside a Kroger. Ain't no 39 ways to please no man. It's usually three. Sometimes it's one, he can, he, let me tell you, if one is intact, she can burn the food, she don't have to clean nothing. <laughs> and see, why they offended, did anybody, I dare you to read the Song of Solomon, the modern version. You're like, dang, is this porno? There was some freaky deaky stuff up in the Song of Solomon. And see, in the old, let me tell you something, why, how men are so infatuated by this. In the Old Testament, then I think we'll switch over to the woman. In the Old Testament, it says sometimes in order for the woman to prepare herself for the king, they would bathe her in oil and spices for a whole year. No, that's something beyond smelling good. <laughs> you, you just walk in the room just faint. oh... <laughs> Just, now, I'm, I'm trying to help you understand, God created this. That's why it's in the Bible. Y'all got me. Take me to drink. So, that's the way it was supposed to be. Now, here's the other side. Now, whereas the woman had to bathe herself in oil for a year, in the Old Testament, I'm sure women woman wished it to be it is that it says that men in the Old Testament, God would instruct them, you gotta quit your job for a year to cheer up your wife, Cause you don't know nothing about woman and she getting ready to be depressed. And it's gonna take a long time for you to learn a woman because men are simple, but women are complex. And you can complain all day long about the complexity of the woman. You can sit up there, it's not going to change. There is no scripture in the Bible that says, dwell with a man or a husband according to knowledge. Ain't nothing to understand. He only need two or three things. let see, cook and clean and boom. And if this is tight, I only have to cook and clean. Okay. There's a formula. We don't need to go to school. I don't need to see no counselor, none of that. But the scripture says, husband, dwell with your wife according to knowledge. It didn't say, throw your hands up in disgust because women can't be understood. That is not what it says. It's going to take a longer time for you to understand her than, you under, than she will understand you. It's going to take a longer time. Okay, so now then you see certain things in the Bible. Nowhere in the Bible does it say for a woman to love her husband as Christ loved the church. But it does say for a husband to love his wife as Christ loved the church. Why? Because women are moved more by what they hear and what they feel. And words move women. Just let me tell you something. When it comes to sexual intimacy, and see all your kids need to do this. They need to hear this before they, boom. Come to sexual intimacy. Men are ready. It can be the end of the world. He's ready. <laughs> Sadonis were outside. He's ready. The rapture has happened. Hold on, Jesus. <laughs> I'm just keeping. But women have to be warmed up. See, men are like microwaves. It's instant, instant popcorn. Women, you got to go and you got to, put, you got to get special water and put it in one of those pots and you got to put it on the stove and, and you gotta let it warm up. And so that's one of the reasons why some women are can be frustrated is because the man doesn't understand it's not gonna kill you, man, to just hold your wife for a little while. Because whereas, remember, you were compartmentalizing everything. Boom, 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 boom. Now we in the bedroom. Ain't none of that got to do with this. The reason why she needs time is so that she can get all of this out of her mind to focus on you. So if you try to make her focus on you without getting all of this out of her mind, I am teaching a day, boy. I need a special offering. <laughs> then she frustrated. <laughs> and that's why it's that's why it goes back to two slaves. A slave will do whatever you ask them to do. I need you to stand here. (laughs) You Remember that scene in Coming to America? What do you like? Whatever you like. (laughs) Coming to America, got so many classic scenes from beginning to end. (laughs) Okay? But if if both are doing that, and it's called patience, it's called submitting to one another, it's, okay, well, what is wrong with me just laying here and just rubbing my wife's back and letting her chill out for five, ten minutes or whatever else, you know? Because you're trying to interpret your wife's sexual feelings based on yours. That's how that goes. And it's very difficult to give somebody what they need because what they need is not what you need. You don't ever need what they need. You need the total opposite of what they need. You understand what I'm saying? And so, so it's those little things. And so now you understand. You, I'm going give, give a little bit more with the women. You under, and, and, and let me tell you something. It is easier for the devil to mess with a woman's mind than a man's, because of the feeling part and the emotional part. Okay, came home one time and all of the girls, you know, can you imagine having five girls? All of the girls in the house was emotional, and 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 my son says, "We like, y'all better get used to that. Better get used to that." Okay, and so. And so, and, 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 and the reason why it can be difficult for a man to realize this is because men are problem solvers. It's just simple. You crying? Oh, okay, just give me a hug. What's wrong? Well, this is what's wrong. Well, this is the answer. What you mean you just want me to listen? You don't want me to solve the problem? No, I just need to get something off my chest. Okay. I mean, we. I, 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 trust me I'm much better now but we're just thinking like okay two plus okay this 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 and if I watch this if I was in this situation this is what I would do and then the problem would be solved she in this situation and I gave the answer but now she mad at me because I gave the answer (laughs) that I would give myself if I was in the same situation you're like man and guess what Sometimes, man, you just got to deal with the frustration. And that's part, let me tell you something, man, that's part of the equation is you receiving the frustration that your wife has because she don't know how to deal with it. And so you just need to be a sounding board for a moment, and you just deal with the frustration, and then she's fine the next day or the next hour. But we weren't taught that. None of us were. We learned that. You understand what I'm saying? And, and, and with all of that drama and all of that craziness, it was the Holy Ghost and his advocacy and his defense, and him working behind the scenes that kept you from destroying yourself. But that, it's, it's really that simple, and that is, men are more, we're just logical. Well, this makes sense, boom. Well, I, you always do that same joke, two men riding the car, we missed the exit, we're just laughing, and we're making a U-turn. Now, explain to me why my wife and I, we've been married for, what, since 1996 to 24 years? We've been married for 24 years. Out of 24 years, this is not exaggeration, for 24 years, maybe my wife has driven me 12, 15 times. If you ask my wife, who's the better driver? Oh, absolutely, my husband. If you ask my wife, who loves to drive? Absolutely, my husband. If you ask my wife, who drives 99.9% of the time? Of course, my husband. Is she a good driver? Yes. And then the husband will say, so then why is the wife always trying to tell me how to drive? <laughs> You know why? Now, if Chad and I are riding together, and I know he <laughs> knows how to drive, and I trust his driving, and he drives 99% of the time, when we get in the car, I'm gonna leave Chad alone. Not this one. <laughs> whoa, whoa, parking lot. Hey, 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 it's a parking lot right there. I know how to find the parking lot. I'm backing out the driveway this morning. Watch the mirror, watch the mirror, watch the mirror. <laughs> How many times do I pull in this driveway? How many times? Now, we joke about that, but a woman is wired like that. And if you want to know the truth, okay, part of what we deal with is actually under the curse. Because when you go back and read the beginning of Adam and Eve's mess up, one of the things that got, one of the curses that came upon a woman is, he said, your desire will always be toward your husband. You will always be in his Kool-Aid always in his business, always trying to tell him what to do. Where you going, when you're coming, when you're flying, when you're going underneath the ground, when it's gonna happen, when are we gonna do it, can you do this, can you do that? And you can fight with it all you, all you want to, or you can just realize, you know what? I'm her slave, and no slaves, they might get frustrated, but how many of you know, the slave is always gonna do what the master asked. So if I can get two masters to marry each other, there's gonna be some problems. If I can get two slaves, okay, well then we can work with some stuff here, because again, are you doing so much stuff for my wife? I just get, I'm like, do I even have a job? I just feel like, right around, I got this stuff. <laughs> See, so, so men and women are wired completely different. Men are logical and they are physical. Women are emotional and they are sensitive and they're moved by what they feel. Now, that doesn't mean it doesn't flip-flop because I know men that are more emotional than their wives. And it doesn't mean, of course, that a woman can't be logical. Y'all know what I'm saying. Okay, I have no problem following a woman. If you know what you're doing, wonderful. Okay? But what I'm talking about how the original way that God wired us, nobody told us that this is how a man thinks. Nobody told us that this is how a woman is. Nobody told us that, that. Nobody told that. And I can tell you, in my own household, if I ask my For every one time I ask my sons, is everything okay? We're going to ask our daughter that 50 times. Because they just feel, what's wrong? I don't know. What do you mean you don't know? I mean, my wife typically asks me, what's wrong? Well, I'm just tired. I just want to do something. I want to watch TV. I want to eat. Women, they don't even know. And so they're frustrated. And so and so, men, we can get frustrated because we are wired by God to always have an answer. But sometimes the answer is to not have one. It's to just listen. And that's so hard for men to do, is to just listen to your problem and not give an answer. All you got to do is just cut the chick off and she won't give you any more problems. But she's my friend, and i have known her for 20 years, and I just... Uh, Dude, am I preaching this morning? (laughs) Now watch this, y'all. Here's the danger side. That's all of the drama if a Christian man that's following God and a Christian woman that's following God get married. By the time you add everything else then you just got too much confusion and too much mess and too much drama. And Satan is just in the mid- middle of it, just breakdancing on both of y'all heads. Okay. And so guess what? There are relationships that have been messed up, tore up, broke up. And guess what you do? Whether you got divorced or whether you had some type of situation in your marriage, what you have to do is you have to look at yourself and say, you know what? We've got to learn this stuff. I'm going to be married to this person for the rest of my life. Let me tell you something. A man is supposed to be able to go to a barbershop and not enter into the conversation with men about women. A woman is supposed to go to the beauty salon, and I understand that, y'all, but my husband is not like that. I'm blessed. Okay, supposed to be able to be in a situation where if your spouse dies, let me tell you something. I know a man. His name, I, I don't. I just. Well, his name is not important. I know a man. His wife was such a blessing to him. That man never recovered after that woman died. He didn't. They even got him to marry a younger woman. He didn't recover. He just didn't. He just. He couldn't recover from that woman the way that she treated him. And y'all, this is. A, this. I understand this is a tall order, but it's something for us to all strive to. He said there was another day of their marriage. He said every day of their marriage, she made sure that she set her alarm and she got up first so that when he walked up, he saw something beautiful. That's all he saw, and so. But that's how you're supposed to try and carry yourself. And we get used to somebody. You can easily start letting yourself go. It ain't that deep. And because I'm, I've always been amazed at a woman that loses her husband or gets a divorce. In a month, she got a new hairstyle. <laughs> she got new clothes. She losing weight. She looking snazzy now. And it's one of two reasons. Either she let herself go because she. Took her husband for granted, or her husband was killing her. Right. You be married to somebody and they suck the life out of you, and you feel hopeless. That was it. Somebody tell the toy to stop shouting out <laughs> in the service. She sense. Okay, so that's just. I don't want to go. I can't go into full detail when it comes to old, a bunch of other stuff that requires more counseling. And guess what? Sometimes, and let me tell you something. You need to marry the right one as much as possible because if you were to marry the right one, the right one could make a mistake. The right one could get off track. You understand what I'm saying? You can marry somebody and they go rogue because men in the Bible were married to people like that. Men and women. David was married to a woman and she went rogue and they said God cursed her and she couldn't have children. Okay? I mean, I told you about in the scripture where you see Job's wife went rogue. She said, just curse God and die. What type of advice is that? Now, you've been with me all this time, and you see the Lord blessing us, you see the Lord protecting us, and as soon as something bad happens, you tell me to curse God and die? So anybody that you're married to, they can lose it at any given moment. You take a chance either way, folk. I'm just, be, I'm just being, see, this, this is how Jesus talked. You take a chance either way. You're just taking a chance. And so you need to get the best chance going into this thing. Does this person love God? Uh, and let me tell you something. One of the most important things about a spouse is humility. Do they think they know everything or are they going to listen to new things? Are they willing to try new things? Are they willing to learn new things? That's the most, one of the most important things about a spouse is that. Because guess what? It's not like both of y'all married on 10. Most of us, both of us, both of us married on one. Sometimes we marry on negative five and negative 11. Y'all know what I'm saying? And it take years to get up to zero. And so, but again, you have to fight for that because marriage is nothing but an exact replica of Jesus and the church. Jesus is the husband and the church is the woman. And that's why it says for a man to love his Christ as Jesus loves the church. And the main way that Jesus Christ loves the church is through his words. When you read the word, it makes you free. When you read the word, when you hear the words of Jesus, it gives boldness. It gives confident, confidence, all of those things, produces healings. So the scripture is saying, husband, much, as much as you can, when you talk to your wife, it should be producing the same thing in her that Jesus would produce if he was her husband. So, husband, love your Christ. Your wife, as Christ loved the church. Then it says to the church or the woman, make sure that you submit to your husband, as to the Lord, because the church is submitted to the Lord, and the Lord protects the church. And it's easy to follow a man if he's following Jesus, or becoming like him. Y'all got that? <laughs> this really. Now imagine. And I understand how you can feel. That's why I quit beating yourself up. Had that been ingrained to you from birth, you'd be a different person. And that's what's so messed up about this world. My parents didn't know that. I never saw, I, my dad, don't get me wrong, I had excellent parents, my dad was a wonderful man. I never once saw him kiss my mother. Never once heard him say that he loved her. Even though I knew he did, So when I grew up, I just grew up, it's on the inside of me to be a faithful man, but not a sensitive one. You understand what I mean by sensitive? So I didn't see the husband just playing around with the wife, or as the Bible says about Abraham and his wife. Y'all remember that scene where Abraham told the king, this is my sister, and it says that the king looked out the window and saw Abraham sporting with his wife? That means he was feeling on her. And the king said, that is not that man's sister. (laughs) Go back and read the Bible. Y'all need to start reading the Bible. King said, that is not that man's sister. And he said, he called Abraham, why'd you lie to me? Well, she's so fine, I thought you was going to kill me. He said, get out. He said, I want you out so much, I'm going to pay you to leave. And gave him a bunch of silver and gold. And so, so I didn't grow up seeing that. My kids see me flirting with my wife, saying little stuff, and, and doing all of those things. And so they see that. So that has become normal because of what they see. I did not see that. So guess what? Let me come up for a second. And, and ladies, you need to understand this about a man. If he didn't see it, he didn't see it. So it might be strange to you that when they're in public, he might even feel co- uncomfortable holding your hand like that. Does he love you? Absolutely. But something as simple as him holding your hand can make him so uncomfortable because he's trying to do something that he's not programmed to do. And you say, he's a terrible man. No, he's just an unprogrammed man. Huh. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so, and, so and, that, and that's both sides. When my wife got married, she was a little concerned because of the way that she grew up. And my mom was an excellent cook. She can cook up some stuff, sweets, everything. And I told my wife, I said, well, I didn't marry my mother. I married you. Cooking can be something that you can learn. I'm saying so you have to start with where you all are and say let's build together you can learn anything but you got to listen and you got to try and the things that your spouse needs you to do that you did not see growing up they're gonna make you so uncomfortable I'm just telling you my wife this is very hard for y'all to believe I know it's hard for y'all to leave but growing up I was so my father was a very uh, fearful man he was scared to do anything he could have been a millionaire, he could have been a great manager for UPS, but he stayed a mechanic because of fear. He didn't want to try anything new. He didn't want to learn anything new. He was just fearful like that. So he produced that in me. And He was also a shy man. Well, he was kind of bold and shy at the same time. I don't know what he was. But, but for some reason, because insecurity can come out through being bold and brash, and, insec- and, and, and insecurity can come out through being timid and fearful. And so, so I was more of maybe in between. Either way, I was extremely shy. If I had to talk to do, them two, I mean, I'm nervous, I'm shaking, I'm sweating, I'm stuttering, I'm everything. And, and so when I first met my wife, it's a miracle that she stayed with me because I could not look my wife in the eyes and talk to her. Did just simply, just simply look at her and talk to her. And so, ladies, imagine being on a date with a guy and you sitting in front of you and he's just looking over to the side. <laughs> he glanced at you and then looked back over to the side again. Okay, because you can't you can't do what you ain't programmed to do. You can't do what you're not taught to do. And so a lot of times we dismiss good people because of impatience, because no one told us you can only do what you were programmed to do. So I saw my dad whenever he left the house, he always told us where he was going. So when I got married, my wife never had to ask me where I was going. I would always tell her somebody said it was because he a good man. No, I was programmed. That's what I saw. So another man, if his daddy was all over the place and he never knew where he was, that's what the man is programmed to do. So for him to tell his wife where he is going, it makes him uncomfortable. And that's just the truth. It's not that you're bad. It becomes uncomfortable to do even the smallest things that you did not see growing up. Y'all got me? So that's just the general rule. So back to the answer. So that's what we mean by you have to protect A woman is called to protect the intensities and the emotions and the desires of a husband. And the husband is called to protect the emotions and the feelings and the intensities and the desires of a woman. Okay, again, and it goes even beyond that because that's just the basics. You know, you look at the scripture, God creates a perfect man and it says that's not good. You create a man that's perfect and say, okay, he's perfect, but it's not good for him to be alone. I'm going to create a helpmeet that is, and that helpmeet, ladies, means suitable and adaptable to how he is. Not, I'm my own woman, not when you get married. When you marry, you are called to be suitable and adaptable to how that man is. We ain't talking about his bad side. But you become, you compliment me. You're like Putty. You can adjust his weak areas and fill in the gaps for who he is. That's what a woman is called to be. Okay? But right now, I don't know what we got out here. We got gangsterism and, and ghettoism and, and, and y'all know. And it's just, and, and, and all communities have become like this. This ain't no black issue. It, it's, 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 it's a bigger issue in the black community, but this is in the white community, Hispanic community. It's just across the board now. And it's just, as I say, uh, certain Satan turning kings into monsters. So let's go ahead and say it.